This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hurry, hurry, hurry to Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Welcome, good friend and kind sir, to the Audio Drama Boutique. Oh, um, hello, yeah, I, I was wondering... For a decoder uh, ring? Why, certainly, sir. That's a popular request. I happen to have a red panda, uh, right? No, no I, I was actually... For some keep... bells in the battery, another crowd pleaser. I, ah, uh, uh, I'm sorry, did you want the bats wrapped uh, up? No, I, I, I say, I, I, I came in because I... Oh, I understand. Oh, thank you. More of a thinker, are you? Well, I... But these bats... Never you mind, they'll get tired soon enough. Dark, are you? Dark? Pensive? Melancholy, morose, saturnine, dismal, doleful, dour, moody. No, I just want... Darker Projects is your brand, I get you. They're very popular with... No, 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 no. I just came in for... No, don't tell me, let me guess. Pendant, scattered sounds, technical difficulties, gypsy, imagination lane, drama pod, I have them all. Just don't say broken sea. Broken sea? Now, oh, great. <laughs> now you've done it. Where did that, that wave come I from? I asked you not to say it. This is the audio drama boutique, sir. Exactly what kind of radio plays would you like to listen Look, to? Look, I've been trying to tell you. Oh, I... I know. You want them all, clever you. Smart choice, sir. An eclectic band of original radio plays available every week. An hour long and free. You want the Sonic Society. The Sonic Society? The Sonic Society. Cheers and running. Most comprehensive showcase of modern audio theater on the internet. The Sonic Society? Say it three times and it's like singing. Say, that sounds refreshing. So refreshing. The Sonic Society. The very best of modern audio theater around the world. On the internet at sonicsociety.org. Hang on, where did that come from? Anything can happen in audio drama. Now, will there be anything else? Actually, I just came in here for some change. Change begins within, buddy. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied by an adult.
there, and welcome to Sonic Society Season 12, Episode 509. I'm your host from the left ear this evening, Jack Ward. And I'm your host in the right. Uh, Jack, is there a reason why we're identifying panning for the show? Ah, funny you should mention that, David, and welcome <laughs> back. Tonight's feature is a return to Campfire Radio Theatre, John Ballantyne's anthology series of horror and suspense with a special binaural treat. But more on that later. You were very much missed these last few weeks while you've been out <laughs> gallivanting across the United States with the No Sleep Podcast live series. I'm aching to hear about your experiences. How did it go? It went really, really well. It was utterly fantastic. It, there was a lot of driving. We drove 6,000 miles over the course of three and a half weeks. Uh, which wow <laughs> yes a lot of driving but we all uh, we all got on famously and the fans the people that came to see the show were absolutely wonderful and that was that was one of the main takeaways from the the three weeks that we had it was uh yeah everyone was so uh, enthusiastic so buzzed to see us and yeah so so kind and caring so i i it was lovely what was some of your favorite theaters like the uh, locations if you can speak to that Ooh, well the tobin center in san antonio was brilliant and they had a fantastic techie as well who really knew his stuff excellent we played up the west coast was mainly sort of more sort of punk venues which which gave a really good feel the Oakland uh, the Metro Opera House in Oakland it's it sounds swish but <laughs> it's all black it's all gothic it's it's a place where you really go for the for the heavy stuff and so that really went well with the horror style thing fantastic and then over in over on the east coast see New York City the Highline Ballroom stands out in my mind but also we played in some sort of cafe kind of locations and jamming Java in DC, well, it's it's Virginia, Vienna, Virginia. That was an, a really nice, intimate venue, as was the space in Chicago. That was a really good. It was a nice enclosed buzz in there. So yeah, that's fantastic. How long was the show a running time? It was about a uh, hundred minutes. Wow! And that was without any kind of intermission. Uh, so the basic idea was we come along on stage and we're introduced one by one, and then we go into the main feature, which was an audio drama. So uh, Michael Whitehouse, mm. who's a Scottish writer. He had written an audio drama for us, or three audio dramas. Of uh, we <laughs> mixed those up a bit, and we did that. Uh, that took about fifty minutes or so, and then after that, we did some readings of short, the suddenly shocking <laughs> style uh, stories. So that, those were quite fun as well. Did you switch those up at all, or did you, like did they have different ones per different venue at times? Or yeah, yeah, I did three or four different ones over the course of the sixteen shows, and other people did. So David did just one and he did that each time but the rest of us mixed it up a little bit and did different ones was there any intermission in the show at all no intermission at all no the only intermission was was between us saying thank you and good night <laughs> and then going out to meet everyone at the front of the theater so you had the opportunity each night to meet up with the fans and that yes yes and that was that really made it so much so so wonderful because as i say everyone was was really warm and friendly and telling us what the podcast means to to them and yeah really lovely people it's great because so many times as audio drama folk we don't get a chance to meet up with the audience mm. so it must have been a really special experience it was and we got that special experience 16 times over <laughs> it was lovely. 16 performances. 16 performances, well, I hope you, yeah. 
I hope you realize that, that, that I couldn't mention all of them on the shows, but I did mention where you were going to be showing up. Each I know, time. I know, I, I did hear. Yes. <laughs> you also did have a very sort of special meeting, I could tell from a Twitter uh, post. Yep. There was a Byron meetup. There was a Byron meetup. I finally got to meet Eric Busby after 12 years of working with him. That was really nice. And did you guys end up, you know, going to a pub afterwards and chatting out things? Because he's uh, all excited about a new season of Byron. Yes, we, we uh, shared, well, no, we didn't share a burger, but we had a burger beforehand. By the time the show's finished, it was, well, it was sort of 9, 9.30. And then once we'd finished meeting everyone, it was getting to be 10.30, 11 o'clock. So we would either grab something and then just head back and sleep. Or on some occasions we did go out later. But uh, no, we, we I, I met with Eric beforehand and, and had a good chat over a burger. Now, did David Cummings get any ideas on the on the road for any new stories for the podcast? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I won't give away too much, but there is a No Sleep Tour inspired story coming from somewhere. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> well, I would love to know more, but we must get on with this show mm, and we're yes. happy to have you home and wish everyone from the No Sleep Podcast more great stories to come. Tonight's tale should really have no introduction, but happily it does. John Ballantyne's <laughs> giving a little introduction for those of us who have an opportunity to listen via our headphones as opposed to in the car. So without further ado, we present tonight's feature with Campfire Radio Theater's Abduction at Willow Woods, right here on the Sonic Society. Oh, how I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Campfire listeners. This is John Ballantyne. What you're about to hear is our first attempt at a fully binaural audio drama. For those not familiar with binaural sound, it's a recording technique that utilizes a dummy head with microphones placed in the ears. And yeah, it looks kind of odd when you take your actors out on location to record, but it closely recreates how the human ear works. And it creates a very immersive 3D audio experience. Now, to take full advantage of this, you really need to listen through headphones or a nice set of earbuds. It'll definitely reward that type of listening. For example, at the moment, it's a rainy day. Perfect time for me to be riding, actually. Now, I'm going to walk around this guy and whisper in your left ear. There are demons all around us, and only I can see them with these glasses. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. But maybe that gives you some idea of the fun things you can do with binaural sound. So, put on your best headphones or earbuds, sit back and enjoy our latest campfire tale. Did I just hear an owl? Welcome, friend. Have a seat by the fire. Make yourself comfortable. Harlan County was notorious for two seemingly unrelated events. The tragic disappearance of seven young people during a summer 30 years ago, and the simultaneous appearance of lights in the night sky. The conspiracy-minded had quickly sown rumors of extraterrestrial visitation and alien abduction, since not a trace of those missing had ever been found. In due course of time, Flames of sensationalism would fade and normalcy return to the community. 
but as with many mysteries, they can resurface to haunt again when least expected. You're listening to Campfire Radio Theater. Tonight, a tale of small town intrigue and broken friendship, penned by our resident scribe, John Ballantyne. By all means, lend us your ears for this evening, though be advised to keep an eye to the night skies, for you never know who or what might be watching. Our play is called The Abduction at Willow Woods. Glad you came. Hey there, Katie. Good to see you. It's been a few years, hasn't it, Sam? Yeah, time passes, don't it? Um, are you still sheriff over in Torrance? No, I've been handling security over at the nuclear plant the past few years. Well, you've done well for yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but I will say this. The pay is better, and you don't have to worry about being voted out of a job. <laughs> so, uh, where's that brother of yours? He's in back. He worries me sometimes. You know, I don't think he would intentionally hurt himself. But I worry about him being out here all by himself. All those memories. Ow! Look, Brett! Katie, can you teach those kids of yours to pick up their toys? Speaking of the devil. I, I, I want you to follow me. I, I want you to come out here. I want you to take a look at this. Okay. Ben Corey is something of a recluse. Lives on about 30 acres of land outside of town. Hey, what you got in the storage shed over hey, here? Sam, you got some old farming equipment or Sam. something? Uh, hey, you can probably make a bundle off that stuff, you know? I look like I'm cash poor to you. Stay out of there. It's like to fall in on you. All right, whatever. Keep you. In places like this, you don't have to get too far out to be smack dab in the middle of nowhere. We were friends once, Ben and I. Of course, that seems like a couple of lifetimes ago now. You ever gonna do something with that old truck? Can't. Wildlife Commission come after me. How you figure? Hell, it's a habitat for all manner of critters at this point. <laughs> I guess so. You see it? What the hell am I looking for? We're standing in the middle of it. Something killed the grass here. It's all dead. Yeah, it's, uh... It's been a dry summer. Dry got nothing to do with it. It's a perfect circle. About 50 feet in diameter. I measured it. Perfect circle. So UFO landed in your backyard. Is that what you're, what you're trying Sam, to imply here? Sam, this is how it happened. This is how it all started. Oh, come on. Is this why you called me over here? Look, I know it's been a long time, but don't you remember any of it? Son, it's hot as Satan's ass crack out here. Ain't you got something to cool with a drink in that refrigerator of yours? What you gonna do with all this land out here? It's too much for you to take care of. I like the privacy. Decided to do all right. 
disability and all. You ought not be out here alone. Never felt alone. Katie comes out a couple times every month. Helps me clean up. Yeah, you're still taking your medicine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doc keeps me on some good stuff. <laughs> Let me tell you what, though. Those meds ain't got nothing to do with what I've been seeing in disguise at night lately. The lights, you know, sometimes they do these fancy-ass maneuvers. It's like they rewrite the laws of physics right there in the sky. You got any, uh, pictures? Evidence? Well, that's always been the problem, see? They don't photograph well. Yeah. Always looks like somebody's waving a flashlight around in the dark. Sam, what do you remember about that night? Is this why you called me over to reminisce about old times? Seriously, what do you remember? Honestly, I don't think about it. We were just kids back then. Crazy teenagers looking to get into whatever kind of mischief we could sniff out. That was a long time ago. Well, I remember it all, Sam. Every bit of it. I mean, hell. We were gone a whole three days. Nobody could find us. Had the FBI looking for us. Thought we were like all those other kids that disappeared. Yeah. I don't remember what you remember, Ben. UFO sightings across half the state. You don't have no memory of that either? Yeah, there's an Air Force base not 20 miles from here, another up towards North Valley. Who knows what kind of crazy stuff they fly out I there. think it's all started again. Have you talked to your doctor about this? Yeah, he knows. He's the one who told me I needed to see you. Things that help. It's things that still need to be sorted out. Here. I got something I need you to watch. Ben's memory of what happened is that we were abducted by aliens, no less. Like we were part of some extraterrestrial catch and release program. I guess it's good an explanation as any, because I don't remember a damn thing. The authorities, on the other hand, had formulated their own theory, which was that whoever was responsible for the disappearance of all those other teens that year, one of which was a pretty young thing named Felicia Mathers, who Ben and I both knew and I had taken to the movies on occasion. That this person, a person's unknown, had kidnapped us, taken us to some hideout somewhere, but somehow we had escaped and the whole experience for the two of us was so traumatic that I had blacked it all out from memory and Ben, well Ben had invented aliens to explain things. I guess the human mind is a wondrous piece of work. How it can bend reality or even erase it from existence just to keep us sane. Hey, Katie! You hold it down for a second. I want Sam to be able to hear this. Will you turn it up? I gotta get back to the kids. Just take a second. What is this? Uh, it's my doctor. Sort of a video prescription, I guess you could say. Hello. I'm Dr. Marcus Brower. I'm Benjamin Corey's therapist. 
I thought it might be a good idea to make this appeal to you, Mr. Abbott, in a video format so that you might understand how vitally important what I'm about to ask may be in the treatment of Ben's condition. <laughs> Is this real? You put me on? He suffers from an incident in his youth that apparently both of you may have experienced. It has resulted in post-traumatic stress-related issues that have plagued him for many years now. <laughs> While some may find this method of treatment I've prescribed for Ben unorthodox, I believe it ultimately has the potential to be quite beneficial in this case. What I have proposed to Ben, and I now propose to you, is that you both return to the site where the original incident occurred. What? Hear him out. In our sessions, I've come to the conclusion that there are still many repressed memories of what took place there. This can manifest in the form of manufactured recollections or even total repression. My hope is that having you both return to that spot might trigger something. That it might help us discover what truly happened on that night. This plan of treatment is, of course, entirely dependent on your discretion, Mr. Abbott, and what you feel comfortable with and deem appropriate. But I hope you will consider my proposal. I thank you for your time. Sam, let me ask you. You heard about those two kids from Briar Dam? Yeah, I think the uh, theory is they, uh, they run off together somewhere down in Florida. Who told you that? I still got my connections in law enforcement. I don't think they run off. No more than I think a Morris girl over in White Bluff run off. It happens more often than not in my experience. Listen, you ever dig into those old files while you were working for the county? Um, you know, all those missing kids that disappeared up. What was her name? Felicia. Yeah, I did. Kind of made it a personal mission, I guess you could say. They're all cold cases now. Yeah. Ever stumble on anything? Nope. It's like they all just vanish off the face of the earth. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if, you're, if your brain is basically receiving a signal <laughs> and you are interpreting it much like you radio... You remember that time we stole that John boat? Yeah, sure, one of my prouder moments. We loaded it up in the back of that old truck and I hauled ass up that river road. Got pulled on the other side of town. <laughs> I thought we were both going to jail. Uh, we didn't get pulled. You you just paranoid we were going to get pulled. It never happened that way. Yeah, I think you're right. I was always paranoid back then. Yeah, probably had something to do with those brownies your pal Irwin used to pick up. Those were good brownies. Yeah, if you wanted to fly higher than a kite. You know, sometimes I wonder why we were ever friends. I mean, I was such a screw-up. <laughs> uh, you could have done so much better than me, Sam. Well, I didn't want to marry your ass. I, I was a screw-up, too. I, I mean, lucky we both didn't get adjoining suites at the <laughs> state pen. Of course, uh, compared to what some of these kids do nowadays, I guess it was all pretty innocent. Here we are. Sure enough, it's the shortcut to Willow Woods. A right-of-way cleared through the trees cut across several properties with power lines looming overhead. Same path we took as kids. It leads to a field that belonged to old man Baxter. Used to swipe apples and plums out of his orchard before he'd run us off. Used to fish in a pond nearby. You can see for a mile or more in the distance. Make sure you got your flashlight, it's gonna be dark on the walk back. Yeah, I got it. 
So you've been seeing those uh, those lights in the sky again, huh? Every few nights, yeah. Daylight's fading. A few stars twinkle above. We walk until we reach our pasture way back in the woods. I haven't been here in 30 years, but it's like nothing's changed. There's a dense grove of pines and scrub oaks in the middle of the field, like an island of trees. That's where it happened. That's where my memories of that day long ago ended. Why would we come out here that night? You remember? Yeah, everybody was watching the night skies back then, trying to catch sight of UFOs. We'd come out here to get away from the lights in town. Nothing but deep black sky out here. This is it. This is the clearing. There's the rocks we used to climb up on, hang off of, you know. <laughs> Look there. Still got our initials spray painted on the side of it. What was it like? What you mean? I mean, when they took us, uh, took us aboard their mothership or whatever it was, what was that like? <laughs> Who cares? It's all just a bunch of nonsense, right? Just curious. I mean, uh, was it the usual stuff you hear about? Nah, I don't recall them probing our asses or forcing us into sex with alien bimbos, if that's what you think. <laughs> nah, nothing like that. What do you recall? You read the report. No, that's been ages. What do they look like? Well, I don't know, you know. Slender, gray, sort of like the movies, but different. I mean, that movie stuff is computer and puppets or whatever. You know, it ain't real, right? But when you look at an animal, say an ape at the zoo, it, you realize you got a real living, breathing creature staring back at you, but you know it's not reasoning on the same level. They're way down on the old evolutionary food chain compared to at least most of us human beings. But I swear, God is my witness. When I locked eyes with this thing, I was the ape. I was the one way down on the food chain and it was reasoning on a level we can't comprehend. So did they, uh, did they touch us or anything? No, no, I mean not physically, they didn't have to. It was like, like they tried to touch our minds, figure out what we were all about. It was like, I, I don't know, like they wanted to help, but they needed to pull something out of us, something that made us who we were. It was, uh, you know, I, I know what this sounds like. I know. Hey, I hey, do. hey, 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 I, I, I don't think you're crazy or anything. I bet your folks did. Probably why we didn't see much of each other after we stepped back out of these woods. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that. We had some good times, didn't we? 
awful good times. I guess I had forgotten after all this time we were best friends once, Ben and I. Maybe I was the only friend he ever had. We sit there on the rocks across from each other. We watch the skies. We talk. We laugh. We remember what it was like to be young. Our friends from above decide not to visit. Of course, I never really expected them to. It's a long walk back to the truck. Maybe the doctor was right. Maybe this did been some good. I hope so. What's with these ass hats? Damn your head like stupid son of a bitch. Sam, I know what happened to those kids. Huh? What are you talking about? I I haven't been straight with you. There's things that you should probably know. Are you okay? You look kind of like you're sickly there. Roll down that window and get you some fresh air. I can't believe what I did. (laughs) What what we did, right? Now, what's this all about? Felicia, I mean, she was just pure and innocent. Felicia, what what kind of person would do something like that? Now, wait a minute. You just, you're talking out of your head. something bad wrong with me, Sam. You better let me out here. What the hell are you doing? You can't be jumping out of a moving vehicle. Hold on. Son of two bitches, what is up with these bright headlights coming at us? They're coming for us. What the hell? My God, they're coming for us both. What the shit? Those headlights coming right at us. We should be dead. It wasn't a car. It was... It was something else. We float now on an inky black sea. This is how it happened. This is how it all started. You heard about those two kids from Briar Dam? Listen, you ever dig into those old files while you were working for the county? You know, all those missing kids missing disappeared. Kids. Uh, what was her name? Felicia. 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 Just vanished off the face of the earth. Vanished off the face of the earth. Uh, vanished off the face of the earth. There's lights in the sky again. God is my witness. When I locked eyes with this thing, this thing, I was the anchor. I was the I was the one way down on the food chain, and it was reasoning on a level we can't comprehend. Slender, gray. Sort of like the movies, but different. different. Next thing I know, we're back in the forest. That spot in the woods we were at earlier. We're digging with shovels. I have no idea how we got here. What we're digging for. Seems like it's day, but it's... It's not. There's a spotlight above us. A powerful... Streaming white light coming from something hovering just above the tree line. I don't believe what I'm seeing. It's a craft of some sort, triangular shape, nearly the size of a city block. It's not one of ours. 
we've dug a hole about four feet in depth. There's something down there. I find my voice. Christ, what is that? Are the... Are those bones? Yeah. That's not a human skeleton, Ben. I know. That wants me. Christ's sakes, what? There's no cause for alarm, Mr. Abbott. It's Ben's doctor. Dr. Brower. We can both hear his voice, but I swear there's no one else in that forest but us. And a pile of bones. This thing. It ain't human, Doc. How... How can that be you? How... This is where I was buried, Ben. This is where you put me all those years ago. There is no Dr. Brower. There never was. All those sessions the past few months, I sat there and talked with you. None of that was real. It was only projected in your mind. I did not mean to kill you. Ben, there is no such thing as death. Only matter and energy passing from one form to another for all eternity. I am a whisper of what I once was. A ghost. Consciousness without form. I'm sorry. I did not mean to kill you. Just needed to help us escape. I didn't mean for it to turn out this way. Why did you make this happen? Bring us here. Again. It was of mutual benefit. I wished to return home. And you and Ben needed this closure. I, I think I liked it better when I didn't remember a damn Sam. thing. Sam, you got to understand. I didn't mean for things to go like this got out of hand. I did everything I could to help us get We are the healers of our race, Mr. Abbott. Our goal is to help those of your kind. As I speak to you now, only you can hear my voice. All those kids that disappeared that summer. Felicia. Even the ones that have gone missing the past few weeks. You trying to say Ben had something to do with that? Yes. He is a very troubled man. There is a deep darkness within him. It cannot be extracted. Its nature is pure and elemental. We have studied it in countless life forms, but have rarely found it so powerful. That is why we brought him back those years ago. Oh, wait a minute. There's something there's something in him that scares you that even that even you fear. Ben carries a threatening malignant force. I have endeavored to help him, just as I did when we first arrived. But I have not been as successful as I was with you. With me? What are you talking about? What are you saying? We healed you of the darkness, Sam. We did so long ago. That is why we took you both the first time. What did I do? What did I... Did, did I kill someone? Did I help Ben kill? It doesn't matter. The darkness is no longer in you. Well, it matters to me. There is a deep darkness within him. It will eventually consume Ben. There is nothing that can be done. There is only one last option. One last option. It is the thought that forms in your mind now. Can you do for your friend what we cannot? I leave it in your hands.
And just like that, it's gone. The hovering craft, the streaming light, even the bones in the dirt, gone. No evidence left behind that they had ever even been here. talking about Felicia. You're crazy, man. That, that, that never Felicia. happened. I didn't do and anything to me. Felicia. And then you told me how. And yeah, for you, I think you did it because you had to. And I think I did it because I wanted to, but... But you was first. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. No. No, they fixed you. They fixed you. Something's got me, Sam. Something bad. And it's been in me for a long time now. I can't explain it, but... But I've done things... Things that just ain't me. That's a loaded gun, Ben. Uh, this, ain't, this ain't no time to play Something around. inside me made me kill those kids. I got no control over it. It's like a disease. Black as midnight in hell. Well, you've been through a lot, Ben. And let me hold Stay that back, gun Sam. Now. What are you, what are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna shoot me? Sad truth is, I figured you might be remembering things that you might put all the pieces together. So I grabbed your gun, and I wondered if I could go through with it when the time came, take care of matters the way I always did. I wondered. You're gonna kill me. Leave me out here? Ben, I, I'm as guilty as you are. I had that evil in me just they like They fixed you, Sam. They fixed you. You became responsible. Good. Why couldn't they? Why couldn't they? Why couldn't they fix me? Because there's nothing that needs fixing. Put the safety on that gun. Let me hold. We had some good times, didn't we, Sam? Yeah, we did. We had some real good times. I expect to be haunted by what happened in Willow Woods for the rest of my days. No luxury of amnesia this time. I will never forget the man in front of me that pressed that gun to his temple and pulled the trigger. Maybe it's best I don't remember the black deeds of my youth. Maybe it was a gift the aliens left me to remain in blissful ignorance of that past. The alien ghost or whatever Dr. Brower truly was said that there was a darkness within Ben that could not be extracted. Pure and elemental. If there was something in Ben or me for that matter something truly evil then it surely didn't perish with him in that grove and it's not buried under a layer of shallow soil. No, it can't be destroyed. 
There will always be a darkness that eats away at the souls of men. Of this I am certain. What will keep me awake for this night, and many nights to come, a single chilling thought. If the aliens, with all their technology, their knowledge, their wisdom, if even they were frightened of the darkness that lived inside of Ben Corey, what hope do any of us have? been listening to Campfire Radio Theater. Tonight's tale, Abduction at Willow Woods, was written, directed, and produced by John Ballantyne. Co-directed by Blaine Hicklin. Featured in the cast were Blaine Hicklin as Ben Corey, John Ballantyne as Sam Abbott, Patrick Bazile as Dr. Brower, and Teresa Ballantyne as Katie. Music by Kevin Hartnell. Sound design by John Ballantyne. Additional sound courtesy of the Free Sound Project. Mixing and post-production by John Ballantyne. Share the horror and visit us at CampfireRadioTheater.com and on Facebook at Campfire Radio Theater. Coming March 20th, from Leap Audio and the Narada Radio Company. I was a very precocious kid, so one day I ended up looking up the word homosexual in the dictionary. Something along the lines of a romantic attraction between members of the same sex. And it slowly dawned on me that that's what I was. So given your prior testimony about homosexuals, how did you feel when you realized that you were gay? Well, once I realized what a homosexual was, I was scared by that. I realized that this was bad news for me, so I hid it as far away from everyone as I could. About this time, did you talk to anyone about being gay? When I was in the seventh grade, I remember being taunted about being gay. I was called faggot. I was called a homo, a queer. It was scary going to that building, realizing these kids were taunting me with a word that was so close to the truth. I would go home crying. Did your parents find out that you were gay? When I was 13 years old, my parents discovered my journal. And for the first time, I had admitted to myself that I was gay. And I had actually written those words. And they found that and read it. And and what happened when they read that journal? They were very upset. They were yelling. 
I remember my mother looking at me and telling me that I had, telling me that I was going to burn in hell. It was shocking. I'd never heard anything like that from my mother. I mean, you don't get much worse than eternal damnation. Eight. A play by Dustin Lines Black about the battle for marriage equality. Only from Leap Audio and the Narada Radio Company. And that's a little clip giving you a hint of what's coming next week on the Sonic Society. Yes, the incredible play 8, which starred George Clooney and Brad Pitt, originally performed on stage in 2012, highlighting the fight for marriage equality in the United States and has been co-produced by Mark Brzee from Leap Audio and Pete Lutz from Narada Radio Theatre. Oh, it'll be an exciting performance, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to hearing this. Yes, so until next week, remember to think about some great works for Sonic Summerstock 2017. After all, spring is just around the corner. <laughs> and we'll be seeing you in all the familiar places. I'm singing. I'm Jack Ward. <laughs> and I'm David Alt. And from all of us here at the Sonic Society, good night. Ah, uh, did I say how much I missed that? Yes, Jack, you did. I really, really did. <laughs> <laughs> The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. A skilled hunter, traveling alone. You! What's your business here in Leeuwenhorn? He travels to a small, burgeoning village in search of better game, and perhaps new home. But the village is struggling. It seems the council has no regard for our well-being, so long as their pockets are full. In the clutches of darkness. Our town has been plagued for the last three months by this thing. We've all suffered as a result. Some call it a demon. The beast, he said, was a snarling void of darkness, staring at him through the eyes of fire. Some say it's nature's guardian. It's the spirit of the forest telling us we were wrong to build here. Few have lived to tell the tale. We ran. As fast as we bloody could is what we did. And we didn't stop until we collapsed. He's nearly dead and I'm breathing out my ears. A bounty has been offered and our great hunter has taken it upon himself to kill the beast. You'll get no aid from us, no food or otherwise. You'll be given two days to fulfill the contract. 
a helpful shopkeeper. Once you're finished making your preparations, return here. My wife and I would be happy to have you as our guest. And a young boy. I, for one, hope you succeed, Garen. It deserves to die. Slowly, for what it did. A solitary quest for vengeance and glory begins. Well, 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 look who it be. The grand and mighty savior of Lavenon has come down from his ivory tower to save us all. Though nothing is ever as simple as it appears. Audio Oblivious Productions presents Shadow of Lavenon. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen, the demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, bring you Twisted Pulp Magazine, a journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed, worlds of the supernatural, worlds of dark satire, worlds of nightmarish futures, Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E.com. Music.